Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And we're starting this new year off right with our friend Della, who teaches at Yoga Landing. You can take her classes virtually or in person. Della is an Enneagram 3, and in this episode, we are going to be talking with Della about self-care, perfect for the new year, right? Self-care for the Enneagram type 1, 2, 3, and 4. So I hope that you will enjoy this episode with Della. Della, um, not only does she teach yoga, she is a social media marketing genius. So you want to definitely check her out on her social media websites and we have put those on our website and we encourage you to check them out. Um, Our website is www.enneagramplusyoga.com. All right, we want to welcome Della to the Enneagram Plus Yoga podcast. (laughs) We love Della. She's got amazing yoga uh, practices and sequences. If you've ever been to her yoga class at Yoga Landing. She's getting shy right now. It's a <laughs> brag so on her. <laughs> but um, yeah, she just imparts a lot of wisdom in her class. The flow is always fun. There's always this gentle laughter that I love. So uh, check her out if you've never had one of Della's yoga classes. But we're talking about self-care. And when I asked Ella, would you come and speak about self-care? She was like, ooh, this is what I'm working on right now in my life. And so we want to hear about how you're working on self-care, what your self-care practices are, and what it looks like when you don't practice self-care. Yeah, so self-care feels like a really interesting subject to me because I always thought that self-care was like getting your nails done Mm -hmm. and getting your eyebrows waxed Mm -hmm. and getting a massage and... Um, reading self-help books and things like that. And I've always done all of those things. I've even scheduled them into my calendar. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like self-care time Mm -hmm. and even like stacked them in um, and like rushed from one thing to the other thinking it was Mm -hmm. self-care. And then I don't know, that has changed lately for me um, because it, wasn't working. I'm like, I don't feel well taken care of Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so self-care has really evolved for me into more of like, instead of this really defined thing, it's more of like a set of questions that I ask myself, which are like, what do I want to do right now? Mm -hmm. And how does this feel? Mm -hmm. And how does this feel in my body? How does it feel in my mind and my spirit? And that has really changed what self-care looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's never scheduled anymore. (laughs) And usually it does not include any sort of exercise (laughs) because I don't like it very much. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's more of just like creating space and giving myself what I need in any given moment. Mm. And when I'm not doing that... I am a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How so? Hot mess. Um, I just I get very like um, task oriented and fill my schedule up with mm-hmm. a lot of things to do, mm-hmm. um, mostly for other people or for appearances, like to make it look like I'm doing something with myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it really works for my enneagram number, which is three. Um, 
and that makes that really fuels my anxiety it like mm-hmm. both helps my anxiety and also fuels it at the same mm-hmm. time it's really interesting um so that gets me very ungrounded mm-hmm. and in my head and more into anxiety and less into just like being present. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I love that. I want to say a couple of things. First of all, if you've yeah. never met Della, I, and I'm sure you can listen to her voice, you have a exceptional energy about you. Like very young Yoda wisdom energy yeah. that is just so authentic. And I love that. So if you've never met Della, I encourage you not like strangers going to run up on the road. Are you Della? I've heard you have that cool energy. But honestly, come and uh, meet Della and take her class. But secondly, and I wanted to ask you that question. I did not preface it, but since you've mentioned that word, um, it sort of stuck, stuck with me. So not only Della is a exceptional yoga teacher, she's a social media guru. I would say uh, marketing is your jam. You know how to work it. And I've read one of your social posts where you um, were very candid about your anxiety Mm -hmm. and something that you wrote. And I'm paraphrasing. I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. And you wrote, I'm no longer going to say I have anxiety or I'm an anxious person. It is just something that kind of like enters my life, but it's not me. Mm -hmm. And I love that. So can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's been like... Do you remember that yeah, post? Yeah, I remember that. It's been, I mean, that's been my whole year. Right. Because at the beginning of this year, I was like, no more resolutions. Like, right. I'm over it. No mm-hmm. more fixing. I yeah. need to heal where I, who I already am and right. like who I really am. Right. Um. So this year has been like almost a death to my anxiety. It's like a grieving process All almost right. because... It's been my identity for so long. Like Mm -hmm. once I realized that I have anxious tendencies, Mm -hmm. um, I just hooked onto that. I was like, yes, definitely. That is it. Like I named it and then it became even more of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went on a trip this year to, um, where did we go? the keys you went with your mom yeah with my mom and I was really thinking about that anxiety that I have because I have it every single day like I wake up and I feel that like pit in my stomach Mm -hmm. and we went on that trip and I'm like we're flying we are doing all these very like stressful things Mm -hmm. in quotes and um I didn't feel anxious at all. And I was like, what is this? Um, Mm. So I realized that I'd really like created an anxious life for myself. Mm. And that's been like an unraveling. It's been very interesting. How awesome is that? That I thought that was so profound to read because how often do we identify? You know, I identify like I'm, I'm angry. No, Mm. it just, I sometimes feel anger but I'm not angry Mm -hmm. you know like we put ourselves in that box and then we lock it in and throw away the key Mm -hmm. and they were like well I don't know why can't I just you know change well because you put yourself in a box and lock the key (laughs) throw the key away you say I'm an angry person yeah that defines you right I'm an anxious person you start to live into that narrative versus trying to say you know anxiety is something sometimes that I have 
and I can befriend it and feel it, but it doesn't define me. Right. It's not who yeah. I am. And that's yeah. where you are, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, definitely. And I still very much experience it every single day. But yeah. I'm Same. still just like thinking about what what do I do that makes me feel that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do I do that makes me not feel that way? Yeah. So yeah. it's important to look at those yeah. things. I get it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Christy, yeah. what is your self-care? Wow. I love it. Well, I mean, I feel like asking myself as an Enneagram 2, what do I need is really important, and that changes. Like yesterday, I really did feel like I needed a facial, and I went and got that because you look luminous. You do, it worked. Uh, Thank you. Who, who does like massage and a facial, and so it was like the best of both worlds, and that, and I breathed. Mm-hmm. During the whole hour, yeah. so it was like meditation. Even though she probably thought I was crazy, but I just sat there doing like my deep breathing mm-hmm. while she was giving me the facial, and then I was like changing into like butterfly pose and and just doing different positions there that were like easy to change into. So probably only did three poses during the whole facial, but like that was a time when I just made space for myself mm-hmm. and. With the breathing, I didn't have to think. I lost the monkey mind because, you know, I'm guilty of that. I have a lot of that. I do a lot of different things. I'm a therapist. I teach yoga. I'm a mom. We're doing this podcast. So there's a lot of things on my mind, just like with most of us. Um, And so spaces where I can just be... Sometimes it's the Hallmark Channel. I I don't. I love me a Hallmark always, Channel too. My husband always. makes so much fun. He's like, I hear the music. It's the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> you know, just optimistic. You know how the story is going to end, but there's just so much pain and violence and negativity in our world today. Yeah. And so to have like a happy ending and just to like get to be like I don't know, it changes. Of course, yoga is part of my self care. Um, But I think asking myself, what do I need right now? Sometimes it's to sit down and write. Um, It changes. But what about for you, Kat? What do you Oh, my gosh. The list list is probably 25 miles long. I mean, not to be generic in the answer, yoga, of course. I Mm -hmm. mean, that just, and and not just a particular practice of yoga, but yoga practice that is needed at that time, whether it is a vinyasa flow where Mm -hmm. there's heat or no heat, where it's in or restorative, Mm -hmm. or just five minutes of meditation. Um, So that really serves me well um, and and, and gets me back to feeling like myself instead Mm -hmm. of something else. you know, and then taking time to just do fun things because mm. I tend to get a little too serious. Yeah. So letting my husband, my seven Enneagram husband just suggest something and going with the flow and actually, yeah. you know, relaxing and getting out of the structure and organization and planning. So that brings me back to um, feeling sort of back in balance and then trying not to waste little time. So I was just, I just came in here from teaching the class and um, I stole this idea from Dan Harris. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like to check out the Mm -hmm. um, competition. So Mm -hmm. Dan Harris has the 10% happier um, podcast. And he was talking about that um, in terms of self-care, just he was talking about self-care. We don't actually have a luxury to say, okay, I'm going to take half a day 
and I'm going to self-gear it up. Yeah. Like none of us in life have these. Exactly. (laughs) So what he called it is that we have actually like confetti time where you might have an hour for a yoga class. You might just have 10 minutes and using that time not to do something that is just going to set you back to your old patterns, but maybe taking that time to look up in the nature. Maybe it is taking a moment to take seven deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's five minutes of meditation. So whichever confetti time that you have Mm -hmm. using it, to your advantage mm-hmm. instead of just, oh, I'm just going to pick up the phone or I'm going to unload the dishwasher or I'm going to make another list or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So that's my very that. long answer to very short question. I love that. And then when you don't practice self-care, what happens? Oh, well, you know, I was <laughs> just talking about, so I have a colleague, her name is Carrie, and she is a, a teacher as well. And, um, we were talking after class and I said, you know, I, I get really yelly. And she's like, I think our, you know, uh, personalities are the same. I was like, yeah, I can get really like tense and yelly and explosive. And somebody came up, a student, she's like, I can't believe it. I'm like, well, thank God I hide it well. At least I work. <laughs> but yeah, I tend to have really short views mm-hmm. and tend to, to get explosive and temperamental and mm-hmm. and then, you know, get like a moody and broody four. So, you know, I can tell. I can can yell too if I'm not practicing self-care. But that's not as common. The thing that's more common is losing my keys, becoming a bad driver, like where I just start to feel this frenetic, scattered energy Mm -hmm. where it's almost like you can feel it all around me. And that's kind of my go-to when I'm not practicing Mm self-care. So I lose the grounding my feet to the earth. So, yeah. So, okay, back to you, Della. I was thinking about you know, even though we're not really supposed to do this with the Enneagram, we do. We think about, ooh, I wonder what Della is, you know? I was clueless. To- I was blown <laughs> yeah. away. I was blown oh, away. Really? Yeah, me too. So I did, I did say, I think she's a nine or a six. I, I thought you were a nine before. totally. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. the is that the peace thing, one? That's mm-hmm. the peace mm-hmm. maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. The arrow of uh, stress is a nine. And the mm-hmm. arrow of health is a six. Yep. But some Enneagram teachers say that you can go to the high side or the low side of the nine or the six. Either, yeah. And I kind of buy into that. So there's with the three, the three, the six, and the nine are all connected. There's a lot of that six energy and that nine energy. And to me, you definitely emanate the high side of a nine, yep. which is very rare for a three. Mm-hmm. So to yeah. others... You don't appear as a three, like internally. Oh, I know yeah, that's I know. what's that's happening. That's a in hard you. part of it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah people yeah. are like, "Oh, what?" You Were are? you surprised when you read like the description of a three and the attributes, or were you like, "Yes"? Yeah, I was like, "Yes, for yes, sure, for sure." And I think it can also be just like, uh, I feel like it could change. I don't really know much about the Enneagram, but I'm oh, like, no, girl, like you're in, you're in to a healthy place. It can be different, but yeah. I very much am. Yeah. A three. A three. Well, for the, sure. the Enneagram would say you are one number and that the story of that number you started to adopt early in your childhood, yeah. but it wants you to become the high side of all nine numbers. So right. we can, oh, cha- okay. we can't change our number. That's kind of, you know, early on, 
been formed, and yet we can adopt the numbers, all of the nine numbers and all of their strengths and become a whole yep. person. Mm -hmm. So that would be okay. what the Enneagram mm -hmm. would be inviting mm -hmm. us to do. And I already see that in you because I see that nine energy and that high side of a nine. So, mm -hmm. which is, is you, you do in your yoga classes, you have so much peace. Like I feel more peaceful when I walk out of it. And it's not just because of the yoga, it's because of something in you. So I just want to yeah, say that. I have one student that's like, how do you do that? How do you make us like we walk in and we feel crazy and then we walk out and we don't mm -hmm. feel crazy. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I know what crazy feels like. So yeah. I know what to give you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? Like, I yeah. am crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's when it's authentic because yeah, you, you, you teach what you preach, you preach what you know, you mm -hmm. teach what you know, and that's yeah. where it lands, you know, mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. with people, and they really do get the benefit. Yeah. Yeah, girl. It's such a <laughs> gift. So yoga, how did you find <laughs> yoga, and what are the benefits of the practice for you? Yeah, I found yoga in college, probably when I needed it the most, honestly, because college was like a doozy for me. Um, so I actually signed up for a yoga class for credit just for like, you know, like BS. I love mm. it. I did like soccer and <laughs> yoga. Um, and we did, it was like in a basement of the stadium of my school and, um, the teacher was an Ashtanga teacher, and mm. so we did the Ashtanga sequence every single class. And then she also taught us, like, a little bit of Ayurveda, and she was just such a badass. And I was like, this lady is amazing. Wow. It's like doing headstands, and she was a little bit older, and I just thought she was so awesome. Um, but anyways, that's when I first just got introduced to the practice and really started to see how amazing it was. Um, and then after college, I moved back to Chattanooga and um, started going to Yoga Landing just like immediately in Warehouse mm. Row. And I was like, this is it. I love this so much. It's awesome. Um, mm. Just the, the ease that you feel mm -hmm. after class is so... It was really mm -hmm. profound for me. So, um, and then I ended up doing teacher training and it just snowballed from there. Um, but the reason I love yoga so much, I think is because you get a glimpse of like who you are without anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody calls it something different, I mm -hmm. guess, but awareness, consciousness, God, maybe, mm -hmm. um, there's mm -hmm. just like that part of yourself that has no name, no appearance, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is so important for me to connect to, even if it's just for a second, mm -hmm. um, because it really makes such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it is, but it just puts everything into perspective mm -hmm. and, shows you that this calm is like just waiting for you mm -hmm. to access it. Mm -hmm. But we just like mm -hmm. never stop long enough to mm -hmm. to give in. it a shot. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah. We take yeah. off our mask and somehow we find that divine light. Maybe we might call it, like you said, we mm -hmm. can call it many names in our guides. We find something inside of ourselves that elicits such 
peace and mm -hmm. also a deeper knowing of ourselves and maybe a more authentic version of ourselves. Um, yeah, and it's like this part of yourself that literally no one else can touch. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so good. Chills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, shall we kick it off to the self-care conversation? I love it. Let's yeah. do it. So what Christy and I have decided to do, and we're going to um, invite Della to help us, is we're going to go number by number, Enneagram 1 through 9, and we're just sort of once again musing mm -hmm. on what self-care may feel and look like for each number, mm -hmm. and um, we invite you all to listen and kind of, you know, decide you agree, disagree, and maybe even, you know, shoot us an email or comment on our social media mm -hmm. if there's something that you would want to add. And um, and then we'll um, ask Dell after every single number to kind of um, offer her input on mm -hmm. um, on every single number as well. Yeah. So I'll kick it off. I love it. All right. Enneagram One. Um, many of you already heard that I'm Enneagram One. And um, in growth, one becomes more adventurous like type seven. So I already mentioned that for me personally, and I do agree with this statement that uh, self-care could look like just trying doing something fun, spontaneous and imperfect um, because it's just so out of the norm for an Enneagram one. Mm -hmm. And it's also um, the place where Enneagram one feels their best in health is with seven adventures, spontaneous and non-planned and just going with, with something that is just, just there to enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I think that would um, resonate with one. Also type ones are known for the having a shadow side of anger. And again, I've mentioned that. So sometimes they can hold resentment in their body and feel a lot of tension and tightness. So yoga, dancing, walking, anything. I, I even think like boxing or trampoline jumping, like anything that can just get this excess out to bring it back to balance, I think would be great. Um, it's always great to, um, you know, offer grace. Yesterday we taped a uh, episode about shame, and I think ones feel a lot of shame about exploding or being angry or yelling. So just forgiving themselves and mm -hmm. just saying it's okay. Like mm -hmm. Della said, I'm not anxiety. I have the feeling. Ones are not angry. They just have the feeling mm -hmm. and it's okay. We're all having perfection. So embracing that I think could be a part of self-care. Also um, not making self-care into a list. So you've mentioned that, <laughs> you know, we jam our, you know, schedule tight and I was like okay from 11 to 12 I'm going to relax but I'm going to have to fit it in between a million other things and I got to rush to get there and then I roll in on two wheels and now okay get relaxing get relaxing feel but it just doesn't work this way mm -hmm. so let it become more organic mm -hmm. and maybe not so organized and scheduled I think that would help yeah. So, Della, my question to you, once they uh, tend to uh, over-focus and be imperfect, so I'm number one, perfection, 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 no mistakes are allowed. We all have imperfections in our life. How do you embrace yours? It's really hard. Right? <laughs> it's Girl. So hard. Amen. It's so hard. I've always, like, I've, I have 
um, a yoga therapist now, and I told her recently, like, I wish so badly that I could just be perfect and that everyone would love me. Right. And she's like, yeah, that's so what we good. all want. You know? <laughs> like, so good. We all want to be perfect and for yeah. everyone to love us. But right. it's just like impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it can be really empowering to embrace that. Yeah. Because it just, when you're striving to be that perfect person for everyone, it's just so limiting. Mm-hmm. It's like very heavy. Yeah. Um. And embracing these imperfect, just quirky, silly parts of ourselves mm-hmm. can just be so empowering. Mm-hmm. And you're taking that load of other people's expectations off of you. Mm-hmm. And it feels really nice. It's really nice. And I think yeah. the chances are those quirky, imperfect parts of you is what make other people love you more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like how truth? you connect with other yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I will say that. Brene's, Brene Brown's book, The mm-hmm. Gifts of Imperfection, mm-hmm. is like I so know, good. Right? If you're yeah. a perfectionist, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. the best thing ever. Uh-huh. Um, because, yeah, those like kind of shadow parts of yeah. us or imperfect parts yeah. of us are really how we connect and build yeah. relationships with yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. here, here. I agree. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, let's look at the two. So the two is the helper or the giver, and that's my type on the Enneagram. And so if we're thinking about the two, when they become their healthy self, they become more like a four. So they're more introspective. They feel their feelings. They make more time for solitude. Um, So that could show up as walking, journaling, reading a self-help book, meditation, or yoga. And then the shadow side of the two, all nine numbers have a shadow side, and that is pride. And pride shows up for the two by thinking they can do it all. And instead of thinking they can do it all and be everything for everybody, they need boundaries, right? They need to say yes to themselves instead of others. They need to know that it's actually through saying yes to themselves that they're going to be that better mom and friend and spouse or whatever their role in life is. And twos are also in the shame triad or the feeling triad. And so they need to treat themselves with the same love and compassion that they extend to others. It's really hard for a two, though. It's very easy for them to be nice to others but not to be kind to themselves. Um, And so boundaries, again, are really big for a two. So how do boundaries show up in your life? How are you working on boundaries? I see the smile. (laughs) Boundaries are really hard, too. All of these these questions are so deep. Like, Mm -hmm. I was sitting down this morning on my iPad. My partner was like, what are you doing? Because I was, like, scowling over these questions. I was like, these are really hard Mm -hmm. questions. Um, But boundaries are really important. And I actually was just, I'm going to just keep quoting Brene Brown because I love her so much. But I was listening to her this morning and I was like, I have to share this when I talk to you all. Because she says, um, she says, ask yourself the question, do I want to do it? Or do I want to prove that I can do it? Mm-hmm. And for me, that was like, whoa, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yeah. like that is so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it comes back to those those questions like, do I want to do it? Yeah. yeah. Do I want to be held accountable for this or that? Um, how does it feel when I do it? Um 
you know, mm-hmm. am I being reciprocated like energetically, financially, mm-hmm. like yeah. all of these things. All the things. There's so much important um or there's like so many important things that you need to receive as well in your relationships and your work and everything. Um and if you're not receiving the mm-hmm. same that you're giving, then it's not working. Yeah. Um so boundaries are like they are very important, but they're really difficult. Really difficult. So difficult. I'm yeah. working on asking myself the question, and I invite my Enneagram 2 clients to do this as well. Is this mine to do? Is this mine to do? Yeah. Is this mine to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels so often like, especially for me, I'm like, well, I could do all of these things, and it would yeah. be so good, too. Like, yeah. I would mm-hmm. do it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And who who else is going to do it? Like, they're not going to be able to do it as good as I can do it. Yeah. Um, the so doer in you're you. such yeah, a three. three. Oh, my God. The three inside of me. Them. Yeah, yeah, you see it. Yeah, I mean, and so it's just also you have to kind of remove your ego for a second and be like, actually – someone else can do this and why does it matter if it's as good as what you would do you know it doesn't matter um but once you start setting boundaries oh it becomes so fun like once you figure out how to do it and just be like no I can't do that no can't swing that today no not happening it's like it just becomes easier and easier as Mm -hmm. you do it no Mm -hmm. becomes like the my favorite word Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And simultaneously, there's a big yes to yourself when you exactly. say no. Exactly. So I yeah. love it. I, I love know. It. Well, let me, again, I'm taking it off road and I want to give you a little plug. And we will post um, Della's bio and picture and how you all can get a hold of her on our website. But um, I've already mentioned your social media guru. And I just have to ask you because we it, this is the reality we live in. We all are living in alternate reality at certain parts through our day. Mm-hmm. And I think the boundaries is one of the main difficulties that we're able to set with the social media. And I know that you offer classes and workshops, mm-hmm. not just for um, regular people, but for yoga teachers, how you can make social media your friend, not a foe. And I think a lot of that would probably have to do with boundaries. Can you talk a little bit about the work you do? Yeah, definitely. So um, a lot of what I do is helping yoga teachers like promote themselves and grow whatever they're offering um, through social media, which is kind of funny because a lot of yoga teachers are like, right. no, I, do I know. not want to do social media, which I totally understand. But like you said, because it's, it's hard to set the boundary, it just kind of, you just hurricanes you into this place where you don't want to be and you don't know how to get out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love that. Cat's <laughs> um, pointing at me for those of you who cannot see us, which no one can. Um, but yes, yeah, so boundaries are incredibly difficult mm-hmm. for social media and for technology because it's addicting. Yes. Really. Um, and it's a very easy way to distract yourself from a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the ways that I do set boundaries with this, and trust me, it's like an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Some days I don't. Um, but I do really love to, when I wake up in the morning, just leave my phone in the bedroom and like have at least an hour of my morning where 
I don't step into an alternate reality, like Mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's also really nice to do that in the evening as well. Mm -hmm. But it's so difficult. It really is so challenging. Um, But I would also say just when you remove that need to be another person, when you go online, it also feels really nice. Yeah. Um, to just be like, this is me, I'm a hot mess, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure all of you are, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So um, that feels better for me than, like, faking it and following a bunch of people that seem like they're also faking it. Yep. Um, that is very helpful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm, yeah. Thank you. That's 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 a real moment right there. I love it. Thank you, Della. <laughs> yeah, of course. Which we're moving right along to your number, ma'am. Yeah. Threes. Enneagram three, which uh, you, you now that I hear you talk, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I cannot believe I did not see it. So threes love to earn love through doing instead of being. So part of the self-care, you know, and in the yoga we say, we're not here to do we're here to just be Mm -hmm. and that's easier said than done for most of us but i think for threes especially so um they become a best versions of themselves when they find the authenticity of a six they have to resist the urge to be who others want them to be and live who they are and just listening to your talk i feel like you're such healthy space because not only have you tapped in and realized that you're actually in action of doing that. So not just talking about it, but being that, which I think is so healthy and great. Um, So learning to be their true self is part of caring for Enneagram threes. Uh, The shadow size of a three is a deceit. And deceit is not, um, I want to make sure uh, that our listeners understand, Enneagram threes are not liars. They're not tricksters. It is almost like they deceive themselves um, by thinking that their constant working is what make others love them. And I resonate a lot of that um, as a one because one sometimes oftentimes try to earn other people's love. If I am this perfect, if I do this perfectly, if I present this just just right, they would love me. And that's it's a slip and slide that you can Ooh. never you can never get out of. <laughs> so some self-care practices that Christina were musing on for threes would be name your true feelings, set boundaries with work. Uh, watch a movie with a loved one to just slow down, try and therapy, meditation, journaling to focus on inner life and feelings. Um, and then I remembered that when we had Enneagram 3 interview here with us, Wesley, he has mentioned something. He said his favorite thing was um, to either bird watch which I found was like, wow, that's kind of neat because he's like, there's no achieving in that. I'm just watching them. And then he mentioned that he liked to play music because he was really bad at it. And that was really good because he's like, I'm not trying to achieve anything. I'm just enjoying it. So for threes to do something for the sake of process, not to achieve, not to complete, not to do very well, but just to do it, to do it. So give me your thoughts, Stella. Yeah, that's hilarious, really, for me. Do you bird watch? No, I don't bird watch. (laughs) No, not yet. I might, though. Um, I might try it. Um, But I will say, like, especially with my therapist, she's like, 
we've been talking a lot about having fun and mm-hmm. I was like, what is fun? What is fun? Like, what is it? I don't Fun understand. is to get things done. <laughs> That's fun. Like, I don't get it. I really don't. And she's like, okay, well, fun is, and I really like her definition of fun, which is doing something just for the pleasure of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought fun was like, Woo, we're having fun, uh-huh. you know, like we're, you know, playing sports or something. Mm-hmm. But it's really, it's different than that. So that made me, that helped me better understand yeah. um, what fun means. Um, but anyways, yes, I, that's something I have to kind of force myself to do because it's difficult for me to do something where I'm really not getting anything done and Mm -hmm. that's really hard, (laughs) but some things that, and it's really nice. I have a partner like yours. I do not know what his Enneagram number is, but he does stuff all the time just for fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's a seven. He's a seven, baby. Yeah. 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 (laughs) He does, you know, like he does fishing and climbing Mm -hmm. and just skating and all these things. So it's really nice that I have him because he's like, hey, do you want to go fly a kite? And I'm like, who flies kites? That's awesome. And flying kites is actually really fun. It's really fun. Mm. So doing things like that, and I've started to learn how to skateboard as well, which is fun. I saw that. You're good. Yeah, it's pretty fun. We would probably all be good because of yoga. Uh, like no, girl, I tried. No. <laughs> I would not be good. <laughs> I believe in you, Della. Yeah, it's But doing things like that just for the pleasure yeah. of doing it has been very important yeah. for mm. me. And just also taking a moment to acknowledge the pleasure of it yeah. feels important, too. Like just going on a walk and feeling the sun on my face. And instead of just continuing to go, like stopping for a second and being like, wow, that feels so good Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Like just taking a moment to name that pleasure feels important. That's mindfulness, right? That's the Yoda energy right there. Let's go, 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 go. It's like, okay, no, hold on a second. Yeah. This feels really nice. Let's stay here for a moment. Yeah. So that's been a good practice. And also, don't you think those little moments, they do add up to a bigger Mm. benefit? Definitely. You know, because a lot of people say, well, I don't know. Like, what's what's the big deal? Feeling this, whoop-dee-doo. Those moments do add up. Yeah. Don't you think? We had a dance party last night with my <gasps> husband. All and right. I and just turned two, two-year-old. And we've, she's been having sleep issues ever since she was born. But last night, she slept through the night. And I have to attribute that to fun. To like, that's how party. it adds up, right? Yeah. Like, it, you know, something and all of us relax. I think we all slept good. Yeah. Dance party, right? Look at that. <laughs> So there you go. That's what fun can add up to is better sleep and many other oh things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I could yeah. I could feel it on you. Like, Brady, like I've slept through the night energy. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, that is the best. All right. Well, let's look at our fours. Are we ready for I guess for if we fours? have to move on to <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> to a different number. We can. Um, so for the fours, they become more like the ones yeah. when they're in a healthy space. They yeah. become more structured, more organized. They're engaging in the world. Um, so they might practice self-care through cleaning or organizing their home. I know mm-hmm. that that doesn't sound 
like self-care, but for a four who mm -hmm. just might want to just stay in bed and read all day, to get up and to do something, to be kind of more yep. like the one or even more like the three in that way is a good thing. Um, envy is their shadow side. So to combat moody, broody feelings and envy, mm -hmm. um, gratitude journals are great. Like I always think of Oprah when I think of the gratitude journals, yep. but it's so important to remember the joy of life. Um, and so how has the practice of gratitude served you, Della? Yeah, I, um, I do. Gratitude is a really good practice. Um, and I know everyone says that all the time. So much so sometimes that I'm like, I don't even want to do yeah. the gratitude <laughs> thing. Like you guys just keep talking about it, but I have practiced it the most lately, um, when I'm literally about to go to sleep and then as mm. soon as I wake up in the morning, because mm. those are two times where I move into like more of a worrier mindset. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, I like to worry about all of the things that I said wrong and like, mm. did I hurt this person's feelings or mm. did I get everything done? Um, and then in the mornings, I like to worry about you know, what am I doing today? Like, who do I need to be today? Mm. Um, so at night, just right before I go to sleep, I'll just be like, I'm grateful for blank and blank and blank Good. and blank. And I just go and go and go. And then usually I fall asleep. Mm. Um, and in the morning, it can be so easy to like, be like, oh, another day. Yeah. <laughs> like I've got to wake up. So I'll force myself before I like put my feet on the floor to be like, I'm grateful for this bed and mm -hmm. a great night's rest and being mm -hmm. cozy and mm -hmm. all the things that I'm grateful for before I even get out of bed to try to kind of shift my perspective into like looking forward mm -hmm. to the day mm -hmm. yeah. instead of just being like, oh, mm. gotta go again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. that's hard. Yeah, I know it is. Even yeah. if it takes just a moment, it's hard. It's so easy to just, yeah. and off we go. Yeah. yeah. Think is. about what we don't have. And and that's where the fours get caught. Like, I'm not like this person. I don't live in this oh, place. Yeah. I don't yeah. have this job. It's so easy to be kind of a have-not thinker yeah. um, instead of thinking about what we have. Stay tuned, guys, for next time. We're going to continue the conversation with Della about self-care and we're going to look at self-care for the five, six, seven, eight, and nine Enneagram types. But also, I want you to stay tuned in right now because we will have a meditation. And the meditation will focus on self-care. And we'll have that right after this sponsor segment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I invite you to practice this seated New Year's meditation in a chair, in a sukhasana easy seat, just whatever is comfortable for you and your body. But most importantly, starting to breathe, taking a deep breath in to the count of one, 
two, three, four, and then exhale to the count of one, two, three, four. And find that rhythm of your breath, and then bring your hands to your stomach. And as your hands are at your stomach in this place that we think about with digestion and healthy eating, ask yourself the question, how am I going to be mindful to take care of my body in this new year? How am I going to be mindful about what I eat in this new year? Take a deep breath in through the nose and then exhale out through the mouth. And then bring your hands to your ribs. So just below the breastbone, invite your hands to fall on your ribs. And often the ribs are a symbol of creation. The ribs are an area of the body that holds both the lungs and the heart. So to hold our, our ribs is to recognize that we are alive, that we have the beat of our heart and the life force of our breath within us. And so take a moment to ask yourself the question, how am I going to live fully in this new year? How am I going to live mindfully in this new year so that I am present for life? Deep breath in through the nose. Exhale out through the mouth. And then bring one hand to your heart space and then the other hand can touch the hand touching your heart space. And continue to breathe here, asking yourself the question, how am I going to care for my emotional needs in this new year? How am I going to keep myself in a space where I am open-hearted to others in this new year? And then find a deep breath in through the nose. And an exhale out through the mouth. And then this time, let's find prayer hands that come to our lips. So your thumbs are just going to gently graze your lips as you continue to breathe. And then ask yourself the question, do I speak too much or do I speak too little? And then how can I speak lovingly and kindly in this new year? And take a deep breath in through the nose. A big exhale out through the mouth. And then bring your prayer hands to your forehead. And as your prayer hands gently touch your forehead, here at your third eye, ask yourself the question, how am I going to care for my intellectual self in this new year? How am I going to take care of my mind in this new year? And then take a deep breath in and a big exhale out. And then bringing prayer hands to your heart. 
Take a moment to pause and to remember how important it is to take care of yourself. You matter and you have so much more to offer to others when you take care of all parts of yourself. And know that the light in me sees and honors the beautiful bright light in each of you. Happy New Year. Namaste.